Mesech's Nidah Perek Vov, Mishnah Yud, until Perek Vov, Mishnah Yud Gimel. The Mishnayis are continuing to discuss unrelated laws to the actual subject matter of the Mesechta, just because of the format that all of these Mishnayis are in and have similarity to one another. Kol HaTon Brocha LaAcharov, anything that requires making a Brocha, a blessing, after performing that particular act, Ta'un bracha lefonov requires a bracha to be made before it as well. For example, making a bracha after eating. If one eats enough, he eats a significant enough amount of food, he's obligated to make a bracha afterwards. And of course, he's obligated to make a bracha before eating as well. However, there are certain things that require one to make a bracha beforehand and not to make a bracha afterwards. One example is eating itself. If one doesn't eat enough, so he is obligated to make a bracha before eating even the smallest amount of food, but he would not be obligated to make a bracha afterwards if he doesn't have enough food. Likewise, mitzvahs, in most mitzvahs require one to make a bracha before performing the mitzvah, and yet there is no bracha afterwards. And this is the rule that the Mishnah is coming to set forth. Mishnah Yud Aleph. The Mishnah is now returned to the subject of the Masechta, and the last pair and a half are really talking about the maturing of a boy or a girl, developing the features and the signs of them now being an adult. The Mishnah states that Tinoikas Shevirshtes a girl who develops two hairs in her private area, this is a sign of her maturing. As long as she is 12 years old, she would be able and be obligated to perform either chalitza or yibum in a case where that applies. Again, yibum refers to a case where somebody gets married and then dies without having any children. There is a mitzvah on the dead man's brother to marry the dead man's widow, his wife. And if they don't want to, then they have to go through a procedure in Basin called chalitza before she is allowed to remarry a different man. And this can only be performed by a girl if she is at least, if she's an adult. Likewise, Yibum can only be performed by a girl who is an adult, at least on a Midrabonon level. So the Mishnah is coming to show that she is considered to be an adult once these signs have developed, and she is at least the age of 12 years old. And the Mishnah adds, She is now obligated to perform all of the mitzvahs of the Torah, and she is held responsible for all of the mitzvahs and sins which the Torah talks about. Likewise, a boy who develops two hairs in his private area, if he is at least 13 years old, he's reached the age of Bar Mitzvah, he is obligated in all of the mitzvahs that are mentioned in the Torah. Now the Mishnah goes on to another point of significance when a boy reaches this age of 13 years old, and that is he is now fit, he's able to become a Ben Soyer Umayre, which is something that the Torah describes as being a very rebellious son who does a number of things that the Torah lists that all indicate that he has a very low character and is likely to grow up to be a criminal. Among the things that he does is steal from his father and use that money to buy meat and wine, and he greedily eats this in a very unbecoming manner. And if many different conditions are fulfilled, then actually this could even be a reason for the Bastin to kill such a person. And the Mishnahis elsewhere in Masechus Sanhedrin go into many more details of these laws. 
However, this mission just mentions that the time period during which one is able to become a Ben Sayyar Amore is very much limited. It's Mishayovish Tes Arais, from the time that he develops two hairs in his private area. So essentially when he's 13 years old and he has begun to mature, Ad Shayakif Zokon, until, literally this means until he has a full beard, and the Mishnah explains, This is talking about the lower beard that exists in his private area and not his upper beard on his face. And the reason why the Mishnah just alludes to it in this language as opposed to talking about it more explicitly is It's only because the Chachomim spoke in a clean language, not wanting to refer to that area explicitly. The last part of this Mishnah talks about the concept of Mi'un. A girl who is under the age of bas mitzvah, she is still a child, she is able to be married even on a mid level. A Torah-recognized marriage is possible even for a young child if her father marries her off. This is one of the rights that her father, who is of course an adult, has over her. He can marry her off. And such a marriage is a marriage that is recognized even by the Torah. However, if her father died then she's not able to be married until she becomes an adult, at least on a Mid-Oraisa Torah level. That having been said, Midrabonon, if her brothers and mother marry her off once her father has died, she is considered to be married, but only on a Midrabonon level. And whereas a regular marriage that is recognized by the Torah can only be stopped if the husband gives his wife a get, and from that moment onwards they are considered to be divorced, this rabbinically recognized marriage can be dissolved at any time, as long as she is a child, just by her declaring that she refuses to continue with this marriage. This is called mion, which literally means to refuse. And she says that I don't want this marriage to take place, and in such a case, it's as if the marriage never even began. It's not just that from this moment onwards they are divorced, but it's as if the entire marriage is dissolved from the start. Be it as it may, this Mishnah teaches that she is only able to perform Mion as long as she is a child. As soon as she becomes an adult, if she hasn't yet performed Mion on the moment that she becomes an adult, so that marriage turns into a Torah-recognized marriage. Because she's now an adult, she's able to be married even on a Torah level. So the Mishnah says that Tinoikas Shevirste Sa'orais, a young girl who develops two hairs in her private area, is no longer able to perform Mion because she's no longer a child, she's already an adult, and her marriage has turned into a marriage that is recognized even mid Eraisa. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that the latest time to do Mion is Ajiyirbe HaShachar, when the darker part which is covered by hair is larger than the part of that private area that is not covered by hair. This is a later stage, and according to Yehuda, although she is considered to be a adult for all other areas of the Torah, the mere fact that she has turned into an adult does not turn that marriage into one that is valid midaraisa until she reaches a later stage. Although it should be noted that even Rabbi Huda agrees that if they were to involve themselves in marital acts, if they had relations together, then that would complete the marriage even from the stage where she only has two hairs. Mission Yud Base. As well as the two hairs that we have seen are considered to be a sign of maturity for both a boy and a girl when they reach the age of 13 or 12 respectively, 
There are also other areas of law where there is significance to two hairs. Shteis Oris Amuris Bapara. The two hairs that are said and that have significance with regards to a para aduma, the totally red cow which is burnt up and whose ashes are mixed with water and this special solution is created and sprinkled onto people and items that have become tommy from a dead body. And this totally red cow is invalid if there are even just two black hairs. It needs to be a totally, totally red cow, such that even just two black hairs would invalidate it. Uvanigoyim, with regards to tsaras, there is also a significance of two hairs. This is the disease on one's skin, spots that appear on one's skin, usually as a punishment for certain sins, and this would make a person tome if he goes to a koyen and a koyen confirms that indeed it is a tsaras spot. And one of the features that the Kohen would look for in order to see whether it is Tsaras or not is hairs. If there are two hairs inside of it that are white, then that is a reason that it would be considered Tsaras. The many details of these laws are discussed in Maseches Nagotim, and the Mishnah adds, the two hairs that are said anywhere else in the Torah, and this is really referring to that which we've been discussing over the past few Mishnayas, with regards to a boy or a girl becoming mature. In all three of these areas where there is significance to two hairs, how long do those hairs need to be? The Mishnah mentions three opinions. It's got to be long enough that the tip of the hair can be bent over and touch the root of the hair. That is the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Elazar says that it's even smaller than that. Enough that a fingernail would get caught as it is dragging, being dragged over that part of the skin, meaning the hair can very much be felt as one is rubbing, dragging his finger across that part of the skin. This is a very, very short hair. And the third opinion is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, It's got to be long enough that it can be cut with scissors. There is an argument as to whether this is the largest out of the three opinions, or the smallest, the shortest. And that is really the end of the Mishnah's discussion of the features of maturity of a boy and a girl. And the next Mishnah already returns to the subject of blood exiting a woman's womb and her becoming a Nidor or a Zava. Mishnah Yud Gimel. Horea Kesem, a woman who sees she finds a blood stain on her clothes. And because of the chance that the blood came from her private area, and essentially from the uterus, the womb, she is considered to be Tomi Drabonon, she needs to be concerned that perhaps she has become a Nidor. But as the Mishnah notes, this can lead to big issues in her counting, because we don't know for sure that it's blood that came from there, and that actually she became a Nidor. So if, let's say, two days later she does see that blood exited her womb, she now doesn't know whether to begin the seven days during which she is Tommy as a Nidor from the first time when she saw the blood stain, or from two days later. And that also means that if blood exits her womb a few, a few days later, we might have a doubt as to whether she's now still in her seven days of being a Nidor, or this is blood that would make her into a Zava. And so effectively the Mishnah says, Harizomakul Keles... She is ruined, literally, insofar as her counting is sort of out of sync, and she won't really know when exactly she's considered to be a nidor, when she's a zover, 
As the Mishnah goes on to say, she would need to be concerned of perhaps becoming a Zovar, that's the opinion of a mayor, and that is referring to a particular case where she was wearing the same clothes for three consecutive days during her 11 days when she can become a Zovar, and the Kesem, the blood stain on the clothes, is large enough that there is a possibility that it's made up of blood that came out of her womb for three consecutive days. And according to Rebbe we need to be concerned for that possibility. Although the Chachomim say that she does not need to be concerned of becoming a Zovar based on the single bloodstain that she sees, because the fact that it's just one bloodstain means that the likelihood is that it's from one time that the blood exited her body. Although there's a possibility that it was from three times and then it's just one large bloodstain that is a collection of the blood that came out on three different occasions... Nevertheless, since this is a more remote possibility, the Chachamim hold that one does not need to be concerned for that. If it was a different case, let's say she was wearing different clothes for each of the three days, and there's a bloodstain on each of them, then the Chachamim would agree that she needs to be concerned that she is a Zovar. A Zovar meaning a Zovar Gdola, major Zovar, which she becomes specifically when blood comes out of her body three days in a row during that 11-day period.